Blog Talk Radio. Jupiter is in Leo, and they both kind of went into Leo roughly on the same day. 
um, you know, a couple of couple of days. I think Jupiter went in first by just a few hours or maybe 24 hours, and then the sun followed quite quickly. Now the sun has passed um, Jupiter just slightly, but they're almost perfectly conjunct at two degrees, Leo. Um, this is, I think, uh, a completely new energy from Jupiter in Cancer, which we had for a whole year. And, um, you know, the sun being in Cancer for the last month. So part of tonight's discussion is all of this different movement and all of the change that's been happening and the way that it's affecting us. But Jupiter's movement into Leo is going to bring our leaders um, more to the forefront. It's going to stimulate a desire to be seen. Anybody who's been working on uh, bringing an idea or some kind of a creative project out into the open, you should be considering doing that now, that the energy is very hot for that. And um, as far as world leaders, um, you know, Putin has very strong Leo in his chart. He has Leo at the midheaven and, and Pluto in Leo. Uh, Barack Obama is a Leo. We see Leo always strongly placed in the charts of people with notoriety because Leo is an energy that wants to be noticed. Some other signs, um, you know, Cancer, Pisces, uh, Virgo, perhaps Libra, even Scorpio, Capricorn, eh, they're not really that interested in um, what you would think of too much as fame and notoriety. But placement of planets in the fifth house, which is the house of Leo, and having planets in Leo in your chart causes us to want to be noticed because we want to put our creativity out there. It's a necessary function. It's a necessary function for mankind. Um, you know, if you think of all of the different people who have become famous, um, not necessarily celebrities, but people that we might notice from politics or the fields of medicine or sports and athletics, they, they get pushed out in front because there's something for them to teach us. And we, we do, um, you know, uh, learn from them and we take from them their creativity because they felt like they wanted to be noticed for it. You know, if you're a scientist and you're doing research and you don't really care whether you get published or the world finds out about what it is that you've discovered, that's not very Leo, right? So, so you think of a scientist who's just working there, but they have a drive to be noticed when they feel that their creativity is, um, you know, worthy of being noticed. And so right now we have this strong energy, Jupiter and Leo, um, saying it's time for us to push back our boundaries on our creative impact on those people that are around us. So the sun right now is adding a lot of energy to that, and um, it's been, uh, I think, an important time for um, creative output. In in you know global terms, it's not necessarily good because it can potentially add a lot of righteousness and um, and show off energy um, to places like the Ukraine and Russia and Israel and, and Gaza and the Palestinians and the way in which those, those you know, things are playing out, I think is in some case hindered by some of the Leo energy as opposed to the Cancer energy. Now, fortunately, we have Moon, Mercury, and Venus 
all in Cancer. Moon conjunct Mercury, so a nurturing communication is still possible. Concern for others is still possible. Trine Saturn, very good. Introspective, truth and intimacy, uh, there is a possibility for that. Now, Mars going into... Scorpio, while on the one hand it's, uh, it, it, it increases the level of intimacy that's possible, meaning really active communication and digging in for the truth, uh, it also causes more in the way of, you know, um, aggression that yields to that yields destruction on some level. So that's not good. And the fact that it's also leaving Libra um, is going to leave us with what I had talked about um, last year, how often we're going to have a chart with no air. And air rules communication. So as of tomorrow, we're going back into a situation again where we're going to have an airless chart and um, it's going to be a while before uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto go into an air sign. So since those are all of the outer signs, and now Mars as well is leaving an air sign, so you know we're going to have some random times where the moon or one of the smaller, uh, more inner planets are going to go into an air sign, but they don't stay there long. So we end up having um, an airless chart quite often, and air rules communication when we go into that condition, which we are going to have tomorrow for a little while. Um, it, it, it results in, in more difficulty communicating, more difficulty setting boundaries. Air sets boundaries because air sets limits, and especially with Libra, the function of Libra is to create compromise. So we are losing a little bit of that, and um, there's going to be a little bit more, let's say, <coughs> emotional reactivity um, if you can imagine that we haven't had an emotionally reactive an emotionally reactive enough world um, we're going to go into that um, the um, the global energy minute is going to kind of segue actually into the show topic tonight because so many different planets are changing Mars is going into Scorpio Jupiter just went into Leo Saturn is direct and it's on its way into a new sign after two years uh, Uranus just went retrograde so we want to touch upon that and um, basically, uh, you know, that's Global Energy Minute. There's one other thing, which is that Venus and Neptune are in a perfect trine tonight. So um, that's a very lovely, uh, beautiful energy when Venus and Neptune are connecting in a positive way. There's a loving transcendence that's also possible. So if we can see the um, the needs of of the opposite side. We're so polarized in our own righteousness. We're so polarized in, in our belief that the way we see things is the right way. And, and you know, when you've got groups of people that are polarized in that way, that are not taking the time to put themselves in the other person's shoes, that's how we end up with the kind of conflict that we have. So there's one small silver lining in the chart tonight, and that is Venus trine Neptune and our ability to uh, rise up above uh, some of our petty ego selfishness and be able to connect in a compassionate way with um, and a nurturing way with uh, what somebody else might be going through, even if you consider them to be diametrically opposed to you, they still have 
a personal reality that's just as real for them. And that's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig, and you're listening to the Inside Connection. I encourage anybody to call in if you want to get a reading tonight. The call-in number is 213-943-3395. Welcome, everybody, to the show. I want to send a special thank you to my archive listeners because I really appreciate you guys being there. And when I see that you've been listening to the show on, on you know, not on a live basis, but in the archives, I really appreciate it. And I want to thank everybody for touching base with me there. Um, the changing chart is, um, is you know, I think something that concerns a lot of um, a lot of astrologers. Uranus retrograde, for instance, and Pluto uh, getting ready to go uh, uh, direct uh, at the end of the summer. Pluto will be going direct in September. So as Uranus retrograde, Pluto's going very slow right now anyway, so it's it's not going to go much further um, about uh, hardly even a degree. It's already almost in the 11th degree of Capricorn, and when it goes direct, it's still in, in still high, high up in the 10th, almost in the 11th degree of Capricorn. It's only going to move one degree between now and September, barely barely a whole degree. So Uranus retrograde is moving backwards into that square with Pluto, which we talk about a lot. It, we see it in the world as the conflict between uh, independent... Uh, desire for individuals to assert their individuality and their independence in the world. And we see that energy in conflict with patriarchal, authoritative, patriarchal entities, whether those are corporate or whether those are governmental uh, or whether those are um, societal there's a there's a uh, an ongoing desire for um, the individual to establish a unique presence in the world and be respected and um, and and given space by the authoritative collective, for lack of a better way of looking at it. Pluto and Capricorn represents the huge you know, authoritative collective that we all live under, whether it's the laws, whether it's the governments, and and whether it's the corporations and the way in which they're managing everything globally. And so the Uranian energy um, now is moving moving in a retrograde motion um, back towards uh, uh, the Pluto square, and it's going to become very strong again that um that there's going to be more i would say uh ex- explosive energy you know not you know always always looking for the correct way to explain things you know the the way that 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 sounds that sounds the the most easy to take but also represents what i believe is the truth and Uranus and Pluto in this in this dance that they've been doing now for almost three years, and the way it's going to continue into 2015, has created some really volatile situations from the Arab Spring to um, uh, Occupy Wall Street 
and and all the way up to the NSA leaker Edward Snowden, and now Russia's invasion of Crimea, uh, North Korea. The 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 energy is building towards a more um, climactic outcome. It need there needs to be a release of some of this energy, and it can't it can't simply be satisfied um, only by a conflict that's like happening, let's say, between Russia and Crimea or between uh, Israel and the Gaza. These are small, uh, localized um, uh, expressions of this tension. They're small, localized expressions of of this tension. And what 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 it, what it's moving us towards is a is a, a much uh, larger um, clearing out of this energy. So whether that involves a larger conflict between Europe and uh, the Soviet Union or the United States and the Soviet Union or um, Iran and Israel or the Arab world and Israel, it, the energy is building towards that. So without, you know, sort of pussyfooting around that and, and, and not saying that directly, that is what we're looking at in um, the, you know, the, the coming uh, next six months to a year is more of a, uh, a situation, a global situation coming to a head of uh, authoritative energy, um, uh, oppressive in many ways because of the, of the Capricornian nature of it, that Capricorn naturally ruled by Saturn can be very oppressive in its, in its desire to control and dominate and create authority over Remember, it's the natural archetype of the father. So when you're dealing with governments and corporations that feel empowered from a paternalistic point of view, and then you're dealing with individuals, it's almost like the feeling of a rebellious teenager um, you know, uh, in conflict with a strict parent. And that's not you know, like too far off from the way that it is, but it's large groups of people. When you're thinking about places like Libya or Egypt or, you know, Syria, and where there where there really have been enormous conflicts between the the people, the individuals that live in these countries, and the um, and the governments that ha- were running them or are running them now. You know, uh, we have now like a, a, a Capricorn entity moving back into Iraq that's going to be uh, dominating and being an authority figure over the people of Iraq. And so how are they going to respond and are they going to rebel to that sort of theocratic takeover? That's another place that feels very um, hot and uncertain. And the way in which all of that is going to affect us, obviously, we care about that as Americans. You know, we care about, well, you know, how it's going to impact our individual lives. But from a really broad global perspective, what are the turns of events that are creating the pathway forward for all of us, you know, the pathway forward for all of mankind, because we're kind of really more clear than ever now that we've moved into 
you know, the the 21st century, just how much all of us are riding in the same boat, you know. I was looking at this beautiful website the other day called Worldview, and it's a, um, a company that's going to be taking people um, up to the very edge of the stratosphere to um, um, uh, 100,000 feet above the earth 100,000 feet it's really really high it's right to the edge of the stratosphere so that you can actually pulling back so far from the earth that you can start to see that it's round you don't you're not you know all the way at the moon so you don't see it like a marble in space but you're still at 100,000 feet really seeing that the earth is a finite space and the, the this these technologies and what we're doing on the positive side of things, what NASA is doing, what the European Space Agency is doing, the things that we're about to discover and encounter. We have a, a probe that's going to land on a comet. It's a comet chaser, and it's going to land on a comet. We have a probe next year that's going to explore Ceres, the asteroid. We have a comet, or we have a probe next year that's going to pass by Pluto, which we've known in existence for practically 70 years, and yet we're finally going to get actual pictures of it, fascinating, and all of its moons. So there's a broadening sense of the fact that, you know, this is, uh, that our our boundaries are expanding a little bit, you know, again, um, the, you know, what what's left for us to discover is inside of us, right, the, the, the great um, discovery of human potential in our mind and um, <clears throat> our, the sort of cosmic uh, interaction interaction of the human mind with the physical plane and the way in which we have a manifestation principle that's left to discover and also a broadening sense of uh, the solar system and how large we can get and all in that all in that that magic of expanding our boundaries and growing again we're having the growing pains of the conflicts that we have in not being able to get along with each other at a fundamental level um, just like siblings in this, you know, in a family and the way in which they fight and argue when they're children, we haven't yet matured enough to learn how to become friends with our brothers and sisters. So the the movement of the of the planets right now is suggesting that there's going to be a greater sense of tension at some level and also for those of us that are more in tune with what's going on a greater chance to connect with that higher vibrational frequency of uh, love and understanding what you definitely want to be able to do especially on the night tonight when Venus is trying Neptune is you want to be able to send out a little bit of that love vibe you know you want to be able to 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 create a visualization of people coming to their senses and and peace being something that um, people are looking for. So um, that's it for tonight. You've been listening to the Inside Connection. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and I'll be here next Thursday. I'm sorry that I missed last Thursday. That was a personal reason again. But I will be here next Thursday, and I will see you then here on the Inside Connection. Thanks. Have a good night. Dia Jabula Hello, Dia Jabula Hello, Dia Jabula Hello, Dia Jabula Hello, Dia Jabula
Thank you. 